You're listening to a Southern Star Media Production. Hello and welcome to the Southern Star's Coronavirus Podcast. I'm the news editor, Siobhan Cronin. And I'm the digital manager, Jack McCarran. Every week we will be talking to people at the centre of this crisis in West Cork and beyond. We will also be taking a look at that week's Southern Star and how our reporters across the region are covering the pandemic. In this week's podcast, we talk to Skibri native Emer Downing, who has been living in Bergamo in northern Italy for the past eight years. She has been in lockdown for several weeks and tells us what life is like for her. But first, let's discuss this week's newspaper. Yeah, and Siobhan, for me, there's only one place to start this week, and that's with the dramatic picture on page one of the testing centre at Randall Oves GAA grounds. And I think it really brings into focus the scale of this crisis and the story that accompanies it by Jackie Co- by Jackie Kyo really highlights the enormous pressure our frontline workers are under with the lack of testing equipment the lack of the essential protective gear it just really kind of brings to the forefront to our, of our minds where, where we're at in terms of battling this crisis Yeah, Jack, we have a a really large picture there on the front page this week of the new testing centre in Dunmanway. Uh, It was actually moved there last week uh, just for privacy reasons. They decided to get a better location, so it's at the the GAA grounds in Balnacarga now, and the picture is of the staff there talking to a motorist who's pulled up, uh, and they're clad, of course, in their gowns and their um, gloves. But the story does say that there are fears that they're running out of some of the, the high-quality face masks and that they need, obviously, if they're going to be in contact with, with some people who are suspected of having COVID-19. And um, when we went to press there on Wednesday night, the latest figures were, you know, quite shocking, really. We're up to 3,447 cases confirmed in the country and 255 of those are within County Cork. Now, they don't give more um, detailed um locations for various reasons they don't want um you know areas to be singled out and they also don't want people who are not in areas where there are clusters to feel like they're any safer so i think there's a very good reason there for um you know keeping keeping the locations fairly fairly um quiet uh so yeah so i mean that's that kicks off our coronavirus coverage really um which for the last month five weeks now we've had six seven eight pages of it in the paper but there's just no getting away from it at the moment, I suppose. Yeah, and I just kind of, something else that jumps out at me just from looking at that picture, and I always love a big picture on the front page, and especially one that's so striking. It just kind of reminds people that these frontline workers are standing out there in the cold, essentially. Like, I know we've had nice weather this week, but when you look at that picture, their arms are exposed, and they're standing there for eight, nine hours a day, testing people over and over and over. And it's just... Uh, like all you can do is show them the respect that they have been getting and they deserve but it, it, it really makes you not worry for them so much but just think about everything that, that they've been doing under the most extreme circumstances yeah I think so and we had an interview last week with the nurse and what kind of struck me was she was saying look don't call us heroes we're not heroes we're just doing our job I'd rather be at home with my kids but we're just getting on with it. So I think, you know, that's worth bearing in mind. To us, they're heroes, but to them, they're just doing the job they were trained to do. Yeah, and another page, uh, another story on page one of this week's Southern Star is one that pops up 
probably every year and that's the burning of scrub and gorse in West Cork and the burning of scrub and gorse for better or worse is part and parcel of life in rural Ireland and in particular West Cork but considering the times that we're living in it really does seem to be hugely irresponsible of landowners if they're doing it purposely on their land Siobhan because it's mentioned in Jackie's story that all five of the West Cork fire stations had to be called out over the past week to deal with gorse fires when there is so much more critical jobs that they're needed for at the minute. That's right, yeah. This is a story now for the last few years in particular, I've noticed it really hitting the headlines from from round now on really once the weather starts to pick up and we've had unusually dry weather I think for the last four or five days there's certainly been no rain in the Skibbereen area I haven't got beyond that but uh, they're saying that that's really what kicked it off last Thursday um, down around I think Burris in particular and Barra were particularly badly hit by these gorse fires and again you can never say for certain what starts them they're you know they do feel that it is a landowner's burning scrubland but um Claire Herdman now would be a, a pretty high profile uh, park ranger in Glengariff went on to social media because she was so annoyed about it you know just making the point that look it is completely illegal at the moment uh, within this time period to burn it in the first place but now of all years you know we need our emergency service guys they're available to us um, you know for, for COVID-19 um, duties so please she's just pleaded to people please, please don't do this at the moment. And also the fire service have been posting on social media with the same urging. So, um, you know, it, it is really a message that really does need to go out there at the moment of all of all years. And there is just one great line in that story which highlights the, the spirit that we all admire so much of our fire services in that they rang O'Keefe's Super Value in Bantry while they were working on the fires to order 35 breakfast rolls to feed 28 hungry firemen. So... Despite the serious nature of the story, there is also some lightness there too. And Siobhan, the last story on this week's front page of the Southern Star revolves around the grounding of our air ambulance. Yes, and no matter what story we have at the moment, they all seem to have a COVID-19 link. And we've been running this story now for the last, oh, maybe two months about the danger uh, that this was going to happen, that the air ambulance, which was only launched there in July 2019, uh, that it was, for lack of funds, going to be in trouble. And so I think actually from this week now, it's going to be grounded. They couldn't get the funding they were looking for to um, to keep it going. They launched a very high-profile public campaign there um, about two months ago to try and get the public on board to, to uh, give them some funds, which they did, but just not enough. So uh, from this week now, that that uh, vital helicopter, which has been, uh, it's done, let me see, it's done 351 missions since it started, you know, bringing people from outlying areas um, to hospitals. And, uh, and now of all times, you'd be wondering, you know, when there is money becoming available for the health service, why this hasn't been included in that, you know, really, you'd imagine that this would be a really good extra arm to have you know in, in our arsenal uh you know at the moment so um unfortunately that's grounded yeah uh, well that's this week's front page and we're going to move on and hear from Emer downing over in bergamo in just a few minutes but we might just touch on a few more stories briefly 
that people can read inside this week's Southern Star and I think Siobhan one you wanted to draw attention to was the 50th wedding anniversary of Anne and Dennis McCarthy <coughs> it's quite a sad story obviously a lot of stories like this have been told around this time but there is also something nice about the strength of the human spirit here as well there is. There are actually quite a lot. I mean, the, the front page stories are a little bit, I suppose, downbeat at the moment, but there's an awful lot of really nice um, stories inside of people just battling against, you know, the restrictions. And Dennis McCarthy and his wife Anne celebrated their 50th wedding anniversary this week at um, Fairfield Nursing Home. Jackie Coe has a lovely story there. She spoke to their daughter and uh, the picture kind of tells tells it all. Um, Dennis is standing outside the window. Anna's in bed inside and she has a lovely birthday cake there on the bed, um, which was um, made by one of the staff at the hospital. And um, it just shows, I suppose, that despite everything, you know, people are finding ways around it and finding ways of, of making contact. And... Um, as the daughter said, that although they couldn't be together, they thought it was wonderful. They waved and they blew kisses to one another. Now, um, her father has um, Alzheimer's and she said it was kind of difficult to explain to him why he couldn't be with his wife. She said, Dad doesn't fully understand why he's not allowed to see Mam, but we're meeting that with patience and a lot of tenderness, which I think is a beautiful quote. It is. It's a, it, it is a lovely story in many ways. And Siobhan, just one more we might touch on then. There's a special feature in this week's Southern Star and it's binge-worthy box sets. Staff in the Southern Star were asked to put up two of their favourite film series or television series that they could recommend to Southern Star readers. And there's a two-page spread which uh, hopefully people will be able to take some... Uh, take some TV watching inspiration from but I think you made an interesting point when this was being compiled that the suggestions people put forward told a lot about their character didn't it? <laughs> well I think that may be true um, myself my own uh, favourite pick was Curb Your Enthusiasm which I think is a great way to escape what's going on at the minute it's it's absolutely insanely ridiculously funny and um, I noticed our managing director has, has got on the Tiger King bandwagon it's number one in the, in the charts at the moment for downloads and our editor is showing his love of football with his World Cup finals 1970 um, option and I think yourself Jack one that I hadn't heard of but after reading it I really want to get down and, and have a look at it Bojack Horseman tell yeah. us about that uh, well Bojack Horseman it's a, it's just finished up actually this year so there was about I think there's six or seven series but I've been following it from the start and uh, it's an absurd it's an absurd Netflix original about a former sitcom star attempting a comeback while also dealing with addiction and depression but the caveat is it's an animated show about a horseman hence the name Bojack Horseman so it's in an alternative world where humans and animals are all in the one so they're almost horses are almost like they're like humans but they're almost a different race to humans so they have their, their differences but they, they work together etc and every animal is represented and like that might turn people off the idea that it's about animatrophic I can't even say the word animals living side by side but the themes it touches on are really powerful and uh, I, I said in the piece it's like a it's a really great representation of all kind of the, the darker sides of the human the humankind like depression anxiety addiction sexuality sex, sexism everything is touched on and it's based in Hollywood as I say so the Me Too movement plays a big part 
so there's all that and much more in this week's Southern Star and it's in shops across West Cork and beyond right now but if you can't get to a shop you can also buy the digital edition just log on to www.southernstar.ie forward slash e-paper and you'll be able to read the Southern Star on your tablet, your phone, your desktop or your laptop and if you actually prefer the physical copy which I do personally we can deliver it to your front door so you can get a Southern Star Postal subscription. All you have to do is call 028-212-00. And just to give some context as to how quick you're going to get it, I have had to quarantine myself in County Limerick. So I usually live in Skibbereen, but for the last two weeks I've been in Limerick and I still wanted to get my Southern Star naturally enough. And it was delivered to my door at 9 o'clock today when we're recording so that's friday morning so you're only going to be 24 hours later than everyone else and you'll get the full southern star delivered to your door so as i said if you want that just call 028-212-00 and we'll organize a postal subscription for you but now coming up after this break we're going to talk to emer downing over in bergamo So Emer, Emer Downing, you're originally from Skibbereen. You're now living in Bergamo uh, for almost eight years. So just describe Bergamo to the listeners and what it was like in the days before COVID-19. Yeah, that's it, Siobhan. So Bergamo is a lovely little city. Um, it's about the same population as Cork. It has two parts. So there's a medieval part up on a hill and there's the sort of newer part of the city, which is down lower in the valley. And um, it's a relatively quiet city there's not a huge amount to do but we do have lots of tourists that come and it's a nice place to spend a day or two um there's uh lots of lovely historical things to see and we have the lakes just down the road from us as well so it's a really nice little city a very pretty uh, location it sounds and how long now have you been in lockdown and um how, how are things going this week so on full, full lockdown, I've been at home for three weeks now. Actually, no, four weeks now, now that I think of it. For three weeks, I haven't left my house. Um, I had some allergies and was coughing and sneezing quite a lot the last while. So my boyfriend's been doing the shopping. So I have literally stayed at home and haven't been out the front door. Um, I've been off school. I'm a primary school teacher and we've been off school now for... Um, six weeks so we've just finished our sixth week of remote learning right so we're not really strictly off though because you are doing some work online with the kids is it still a very traditional day or is it like a, a minimized day we'll say um that's right yeah I wouldn't say we're off at all it's it's very full on um it's very different to a normal day we have a video chat in the morning with all of the children then they have an optional one later in the day uh, where they can ask us questions if they need to um all work is set on google classroom so we are able to share things with them through that and then they submit assignments online we're being quite flexible about when they can hand things in um and then in the afternoon, we have um, another Google Hangout session with the kids so that we can just see how the day went. Maybe we'll do a show and tell session or share how we're feeling. And we've been doing some guided reading sessions as well in small groups. So that's been really lovely to, to read some books together. And how are the kids coping with this, Amar? They're doing OK. I'm definitely hearing complaints of being bored. That's their main problem more than the fear of the big thing. 
Um, particularly this week, the complaints of boredom have been going on. They also had their half term, their midterm just before we um, closed down the schools. So they've now been at home for seven weeks and, you know, they're finding it hard. <laughs> right. OK. And uh, now you wrote a lovely piece for us um, about two weeks ago about life in Bergamo. And you, you mentioned a doctor who he was very annoyed that the young people weren't really taking the threat seriously, he thought. Now, that was two to three weeks ago. So has that changed? Have people started taking things a bit more seriously? Yeah, as I say, we're on complete lockdown now. So that's just not happening anymore. The police have really, really clamped down on getting people into trouble if they are out and about. You have to have documentation to leave your house. And if you don't have that, you could get a fine um, or you'll get in trouble in another way with the police. So I think that has been working. And I've seen that that's been happening in Ireland, too. And uh, tell me now, like we're seeing very dramatic pictures. There was a very good documentary on Sky called Into the Red Zone where they showed the the real pressure that the doctors and nurses are under, especially in the uh, smaller hospitals in Bergamo. And um, you're probably at a stage now where I'd imagine most people know somebody who has passed away from this. Is is that the stage where you'd be at now? Yeah, absolutely. We were quite lucky that for the first week or two, we hadn't heard of much. But then as time goes on, it starts to be mostly elderly relations with people, friends, fathers, things like that. It is, it's really, really hard. And funerals, of course, there there's probably nobody attending them at all. I mean, the the numbers are restricted in Ireland, but I I think initially, am I right in saying there's nobody attending them? That's correct. If you're if somebody dies, you you stay at home and you mourn alone. Unfortunately, right. Now you mentioned there about the uh, children, you know, beginning to get a little bit angsty after seven weeks. How are the adults faring? Do you are you finding you've kind of fallen into a bit of a routine now, or are you still itching to get? out into the air um I think I'm getting more used to the routine and how to manage my time there are definitely benefits like I can work with my pajama bottoms and my and my slippers still on and nobody knows any different um (laughs) there are some lovely benefits to being at home but um I think uh I was very resentful at the start about losing out on going out for a cycle or a walk and fresh air and then I was hit with all of these allergies and I had a bit of a cold and I was feeling really awful and I wasn't able to go out. And I think that took away the bitterness. I, I lost the real grow for going outside. I just kind of went, OK, I'm, I'm OK with staying indoors and cuddling up and snuggling in and, and keeping warm. And I don't know if it's the same initially, but over here, everybody seems to feel that they may have had it or they're going, you know, that they might have the, the more mild symptoms. If you have a sniffle or a cough, Is are people quite paranoid there now if they have a little cough or, or they just Absolutely. feel a bit under the weather? No, everybody, as soon as you think you have something, everybody's checking their temperature. Uh, like I say, when I was feeling unwell a few weeks back, I rang their version of South Dock in, in Bergamo and they said what I had just sounds like allergies and allergic asthma. They they weren't too concerned, but they said, keep checking my temperature twice a day. And if anything changes to ring them immediately. Right. And are you finding anything is in short supply now? I mean, even the likes of thermometers, are they still easy to get? Or how about face masks or even yeah, thermometers supplies? were fine. Um I think you can still get gloves. We'll find out today because we're all out. And um, masks are an absolute no-no. There's absolutely no way of getting a face mask in this country at the moment. 
unless you're okay, a health professional, any... you'll have it at work, but nobody, nobody else at home can get one. Okay, because there's a big debate here now at the moment and in America as well, I see, about the value of face masks. I think the Czech Republic seems to feel that they have had a very good result in, in asking everyone to wear them. And that also, if you don't have a surgical one to make your own, are, there, are people making their own masks over there? Um, from what I can see, no. Like I say, I haven't been out myself in a while, but um, my boyfriend said that when he was at the supermarket the last couple of weeks, that people were wearing either wearing a mask or not wearing a mask. So not everybody had a mask, but there weren't any homemade masks. Okay. And um, now, as well as that, Emer, you had plans to get married at the start of June in Bergamo. So uh, what what is the situation with that now? Yeah, so that was uh, a hard decision to make, but we decided to postpone our wedding until next year. It was hard to know when to do it because obviously nobody knows how long this is going on for. And we've heard lots of predictions that are very far in the future about when we can leave our houses. But again, none of this is set in stone. So, yeah, we've made the decision just to leave it another year, reset and let people rebook their flights. And, and we'll, we'll do it properly and celebrate twice as hard when this is all over. Great. And what, apart from getting married, what would be the, the next thing you'd like to really do when everything does get back to normal? What's the thing you're I, most looking forward to? I absolutely cannot wait to go for a cycle along my favourite cycle path along the river. It's killing me not doing it. I really, really can't wait for that. And and maybe a visit to West Cork might be thrown into at some of stage. Of course, yeah. I already <laughs> have flights booked for the end of the summer, so I'm really hoping that maybe I'll still be able to go in August. But uh, we'll see how things are. But yeah, definitely can't wait to get back to West Cork. OK, thanks, Emer. Thanks for talking to us and stay safe. Thanks a million, Siobhan. Thanks for listening to the Southern Star Coronavirus Podcast. We'll be back at the same time next week. If you enjoyed this show, please make sure to rate, review and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Acast, Stitcher or wherever else you listen to the show. Thanks for listening to another Southern Star Media Podcast production. Stay connected to West Cork by subscribing to our e-paper and support local, quality and trusted journalism. Visit www.subscribe.southernstar.ie